Welcome to the Mining and Markets Podcast hosted by Synergy Capital, your source for finding opportunity in the junior mining and resources space, one voice at a time. And welcome back to another episode of the Mining and Markets Podcast hosted by Synergy Capital. Joining me today is Alex Horsley, the VP of Corporate Development at Emperor Metals. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the story, the company trades on the CSC under symbol AUOZ. Alex, why don't we start off with a, a brief description, elevator pitch on the company, and maybe you can start off with talking a little bit about the news that you guys put out today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, where to begin? We're an advanced stage gold exploration mining company focused in Quebec in the Abitibi. So we have a high grade historical resource of 727,000 ounces of gold at 5.4 grams gold per ton, average thickness of 5.7 meters. And our goal is pretty simple to take this new AI open pit model and build up a resource of two and a half, three million ounces of gold and sell the company to one of the surrounding producers, given their proximity to us and their need for additional mill feed. Right. So yeah, there, I was just going to get into that. There's, you know, probably about 50 different mines and developing mines in that area. You know, the, the Abitibi belt is definitely one of the most prolific areas, maybe even in Canada. Can you explain, you know, why this area stood out to you guys when you were looking for projects and how do you think it differentiates Emperor from other junior gold companies in perhaps other jurisdictions? Yeah. So three years ago when I was putting pen to paper and building this company as the founder, I want to focus on gold in a safe jurisdiction. Now, Quebec is pro-mining. This particular area has had 200 million ounces of gold produced. It's one of the most prolific, productive, and safe mining jurisdictions. You know, next to Nevada, I would say Quebec in this particular district, it could be the best place to mine and find gold on the planet. So for those reasons, we're pretty happy to be strategically located in the middle of this camp, surrounded by producing mines that, as I've said, are going to need additional mill feed. So it's it's your ideal location. And taking it back a bit, you know, how did this project get into the hands of Emperor? Was it staked or did you guys, you know, get it from a vendor? How did it, you know, get into the hands of you guys? And what made you guys want to, you know, take this historic resource and bring it up to NI43-101 standards? Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, for a year looking for a good project like this and I stumbled upon Globex, who's a project generator. They have hundreds of projects and having gone through their website, uh, this really stood out to me given its resource, its location. We have a option agreement to earn 100% of over the next four years with some backloaded uh, cash and share payments. We're, we're pretty happy with it. Gold has gone up, I think, two to $300 USD since that time. Yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with it. It's $10 million cash, 15 million shares, and uh, a work commitment. Yeah, and what, what is the work commitment like in terms of expenditures? I think it's approximately $12 million, but in 2023, we already did $2.5 million. Uh, so we're already ahead of the game. We could do no work this year, and we would have our commitments uh, done. But uh, we're fully financed with $2.4 million in cash. We can drill roughly 5,000 meters starting march and then we would like to raise more money ideally at higher levels uh to drill 15 to twenty thousand meters you know q2 q3 right and so you guys did an 8500 meter drill program is that still underway or is that concluded now that was completed i think at the end of november so okay. we're waiting for i think roughly two thousand more meters of that to come and we also submitted about 
3,000 meters of historical cores for assays. The funny thing is once we really did a lot of data compilation last year is that we found that somewhere around 70% of historical core from surface to 500 meters was actually never assayed. So it's essentially free drilling. Uh, it's similar to the story of Great Bear Resources where you know they had all this unassayed core that had gold in it. And we all know what happened to Great Bear. I'm not saying we're going to be the next Great Bear, but that's a lot of free drilling. Historically, 103,000 meters of drilling was done prior to us. So, you know, ballpark, there could be 50, 60,000 meters of core waiting to be assayed once we log it and prepare it. And would you say that's, you know, a little bit unusual for companies? Like, how come the previous people that drilled it didn't end up assaying those those core? Um, that's, does that uh, happen? That's a, that's Go a really ahead. good question. Um, this region explorers were looking for high grade underground mines. So open pit models were overlooked, but in the last 20 years, there's been, I think three or four open pit mines that have gone in production, including the Canadian Malarctic mine, which is owned by Agnico, Canada's largest open pit mine, which will transition to the largest underground mine in Canada. So essentially the previous operators were assaying core that they thought would be high grade. They were looking for high grade underground. So they ignored the core that didn't look sexy, but we can clearly see that there's a lot of mineralized core that needs to be assayed. And we did, we're the first company in this project's history to do full spectrum fire assaying. So we're assaying the entire core. And what we were seeing from earlier horrors is we're hitting within that 500 meters within what we now see is a open pit model halo. So we suspect through 100,000 plus meters of drilling further into this open pit model that there could be two to three million ounces of gold from surface to 500 meters on top of this existing high grade thick mine. Right. Cool. I, I know it's early stages, but you know, like you were saying, there's obviously a lot of producers and developers in the area. Have you guys started to begin thinking of ways that you could, you know, maybe get site visits done from these guys or, you know, start preparing for maybe a potential future bio? I know it's, you know, a ways away and you guys have a lot of drilling to do, but is that something you guys have started considering? Yeah, I mean, I can't really name some names, but there has been some pretty prominent companies in the Abitibi that have done site visits. We've had some very interesting conversations with some particular companies that have been quite advanced for where we're at. We're going to continue to educate the companies in the area, mining analysts, investment bankers, bring them to site and really educate them on this opportunity. And it's, it's going to hit a point where if we can take this resource to two to three million ounce gold in the open pay halo for the kind of grade we suspect, the stripping ratio, uh, you know, some early meta analysis that we've done that I think it's going to come to a point where I think there's going to be a bidding war for this thing. You've got the largest producer of gold in Quebec, the third largest on the planet, Agnico Eagle, surrounding us. Barrick, the second largest producer of gold, just re-entered the district. And you've got Newmont, the largest producer of gold on the planet to the west, in the Ontario side of the Abitibi. So literally the three biggest producers of gold on the planet are all sitting around us. And they want high grade, they want mineable ounces, and they want things that are going to be economically viable with gold at $2,000 plus USD and speculate to go much higher. 
this company was built to capture the right window of opportunity. And I suspect based on sentiment that, you know, gold is probably going a lot higher. And I think that there's going to need to be acquisitions to be made to continue having producers produce gold. So they're going to have to look down the food chain. We're sitting there with this deposit. Uh, You know, our management team has sold five companies in their past, cumulative $2 billion in buyouts. We know exactly what they're doing. Our CEO, in fact, the last deal he was on was one of Agnico Eagles now projects. Um, the the mine that was owned by Kirkland Lake. This guy increased the amount of gold going through the mill by twenty percent, resulting in one hundred and fifty million dollars in added revenue per year for Mine Life for a new generational mine using artificial intelligence. You know we're one of the few companies utilizing. I'm kind of running on here, but um, we're. At the heart of the Abitibi, one of the most prolific, productive mining camps on the planet with a high-grade deposit, we suspect could have 5 to 10 million ounces of gold. And every single hole that we put in 2023 is hitting mineable ounces, increasing this resource, de-risking it. So the way things are looking, if we continue to hit like this in this environment, yes, I think we will get taken out. What were some of the first assays that you guys um, announced? What were they looking like? I think the first hole was like 12 meters of 5.63 grams of gold per ton, a, a good hit. The second release was uh, 10.8 meters of 15.3 grams of gold per ton. That was, okay. uh, I think, 400 meters away from the closest diamond drill hole, so a pretty good hit. Today, we put out results. In the open pit halo, we had two holes where we hit, you know, albeit it was 15 meters of 0.8 grams of gold per ton but it's in the open pit halo that we suspect that 0.4 grams of gold per ton would be economic to be in production. So when you're hitting 15 meters of 0.8, those are ounces, that's reducing the strip ratio. We're just drilling in between historic holes. Uh, We had um, something like 3.6 meters of 6.25 grams of gold per ton, another one of 13.2 grams of 3.8 3.8 grams of gold per ton. This is all within surface to 500 meters. So our focus on the end of the 2023 drilling campaign was to focus on delineating that new open pit model, which we were able to define close to the end of our drilling campaign. We, you know, we just got this thing. We didn't know how much core was on assay. We hadn't fully got our heads wrapped around this project. Suddenly, we have an open pit model, which is the quickest and often the most economic mines to take in production, a quick payback. And then on top of that, the reason we got this thing was this high grade, thick gold mine. So- Well, the timing timing is definitely good with the, the price of gold. And that kind of leads into my, my next question is, you know, investors who are looking to reenter the gold space, um, and that's both physical and on equities, you know, what, what should they be looking at? Is it juniors? Is it producers? Is it, is it physical? And, you know, there's also this disconnect, I feel like, between the price of gold and, and juniors. And when do you think that will switch? I mean, it depends on how old you are. I would say it depends on your risk tolerance. For older people, I'd say buy physical gold. I'd buy the top five gold producers. And I would be risk adverse. If you're looking down the food chain and looking for, you know, a pure explore with tremendous upside 
Emperor Metals would be at the top of my list, naturally, because if gold continues to go higher, if we get bought out and we prove up two to four million ounces of gold in the next three years, potentially this could be a $500 million plus buyout. We're at a nine and a half million dollar market cap today, provided we will dilute the company and raise more money. I don't know what the share structure is going to look like, you know, at the end of the day, but um, the potential... 30 to 100 bagger, if everything goes right, is there for Emperor Metals. If you want to be ultra conservative and make 50% to a triple, stick to your top gold producers on the planet and go buy gold bullion. But if you're looking for some huge upside wealth creation opportunity, the technical people around me have been a part of creating those type of opportunities, building mines taking resource projects, building the resource, selling them to mid-tier, you know, and major producing mining companies. Emperor can be a wealth creation opportunity, but if you want to be really, really conservative, don't touch Emperor, go look at gold, go look at Agnico Eagle, my favorite producing mining company that's risk adverse, focus on regional production, safe jurisdictions like Quebec. It really depends on what um, your goals are and your risk tolerance. But if, yeah, you're looking for a gold junior with crazy upside, have a look at Emperor. Yeah. yeah, good, good answer. Okay, yeah, just just to wrap up, can you talk a little bit about the share structure? And, you know, I, I know that you guys recently raised some money. How does the share structure look post we have Yeah, thank you. We have approximately 79,875,000 issued and 106,116,000 fully diluted. The market cap is 9.5 million. Uh, management bought 170 grand worth in the last placement at 10 cents. Uh, so obviously we believe this is a good investment for us. Uh, we got 2.4 million in cash fully funded for 5,000 meters to start probably in March. And there's probably around 5,000 meters of assays to come back from the lab. Still, we should see most of that by the end of February. Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much for your time. And I'm excited to see uh, the next set of assays and you guys move forward. Great. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to follow us on social media, Spotify and Apple podcasts. This episode should not be considered investment advice. Always do your own due diligence.